0: My name is Peter Squire and I am the Winnipeg Regional Real Estate Board's Vice President of External Relations and Market Intelligence. Welcome to The Voice, where we invite government and community leaders to discuss topics important to you, our Realtor members. I have John Kiernan, the City of Winnipeg's Director of the Planning, Property and Development Department joining me to share his wealth of experience and keen insight into the fundamental and essential takeaways from some of his department's major projects this year. 2021 has been a big year for updating, engaging, reviewing, and deliberating on significant long-term planning documents that will shape the city's future growth and development over the next 25 years. The ones we are going to delve into here are our Winnipeg 2045 and its companion document, Complete Communities 2.0. I really appreciate, John, you joining us today. Welcome to The Voice. I'll get right into it as I know we have a lot to cover. Such an important guiding document for the City of Winnipeg and City Council to shape our future over the next 25 years Please give me a few highlights of what our Winnipeg 2045 sets out. I know, for instance, that protection of green space and our urban canopy really came to the forefront in your public engagement process.
1: Thank you, Peter, and thank you for having me on today. Really, our Winnipeg is the city's 25 year plan and it's guided by six interconnected goals that we modified from the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals Framework and aligned them with our charter and a municipal mandate. The six goals really are leadership, good governance, environmental resistance, economic prosperity, good health and well-being, social equity, and city building. And for the role of municipality, we touch on people's lives in many ways, but there's a couple where we have leadership and others we support and others we facilitate and some other parts of those goals we get out of the way. But the ones we really lead on is leadership and good governance. And we're talking more and more about environmental resilience, particularly with the summer we've just had and the the situations we've seen. But the key one we lead on as a municipality is city building.
0: Well, speaking of city building, it's something our members are inextricably involved in through their real estate and development activity. In fact, we set up a Citizens Hall of Fame program in 1986 with keen support from former Mayor Bill Norrie, where we recognize and celebrate citizens who have made outstanding contributions to our quality of life and development of the city. Can you tell our members what exactly you want to achieve here with your city building direction?
1: Well, city building is interesting. We're municipalities, so that's really what we do. That's what a planning department does, public works, water and waste, and then we maintain what we have. The Our Winnipeg document is the why, really, behind the what we do as a municipality. Everyone expects to leave their house in the morning, and have a road there and traffic lights. And when they get up, they turn on the water to brush their teeth. Those are the basics. But part of city building, that's our infrastructure. Part of city building also is the quality of life. Almost three quarters of a million of us didn't get together because we could have clean water to brush our teeth. That's important. But we also, it's a, that quality of life and sustainable development. We're looking to adapt to climate change, integrated planning between land uses and transportation, and also creating a complete community. And we talk about a 15-minute city, but sort of those things of where do you live? Where do you have employment or educational opportunities? Do you have destinations in your community? And how do you move around between all of those? So complete communities provides a growth strategy that directs growth to places where there's the best opportunity for residents and businesses. There's infrastructure, transit, those are those amenities like parks or destinations that make the most sense socially, economically, and uh, environmentally. And so that really, ba- we look to balance growth between existing neighborhoods and, when, and I'll use some terms. Uh, so when I say existing neighborhoods, that's infill development. There's been discussion on that most recently. Mature neighborhoods, what we would call areas of intensification where we're filling in some of those gaps. I would use the example in uh, the Southwest quadrant where parts of Waverly West are still filling in. They're not yet developed. The U of M lands, the old mm-hmm. Southwood golf courses An area of intensification, it's built up all around, but that area hasn't yet been developed. It's in process. And the difference between existing and new communities, which is Greenfield, has not been built on before.
0: Thanks, John. One direction in this guiding document is working in collaboration with key stakeholders such as ours to ensure you are reflecting community priorities, a co-creation concept. I believe you created a community advisory committee some time ago. What did the committee accomplish?
1: Uh, The committee was fundamental. They helped from a a spectrum across. We represent a public service. We don't necessarily represent the community in its entirety. So the 14 members, they were diverse. They had different perspectives. They were a sounding board for us. We looked for their input on vision, process, and policy, but also in combination and collaboration with other city departments, council, and then the community itself. But they were the ones who kind of said, where do we want to get to? And the Arrow Winnipeg is really the document of what kind of city do we want to have? And it's looking down the road of, and that's why there's those six UN goals. What sort of city do we want to work towards? We're not there today, but we should be measuring the work we do each day against those long-term goals.
0: Another area I want you to elaborate on is your plan to introduce a preliminary set of community indicators that will evolve into evidence to inform your priority actions and measure progress on the outcomes you want to realize. Our board uses a lot of real estate market metrics to help us with our own analysis and performance. So really interested to know what you have in mind here.
1: Actually, Peter, we use some of your metrics as well. Um, Go ahead, that's fine with me. (laughs) Um, and, And part of that is when you have a 25 year plan, You want to see what trends are forming. Are we moving um, on our goals at all? And so that can be a wide range from housing starts, dwelling densities, residential stability. We also look at water use, things that are going to our landfills. Are we recycling more? So when you have lofty long term goals, so are we a healthy city in that matter? So it's not only just how we're building and are we recycling, it's the education. And step one is education, step two is employment. We all think we would like to have our our family members, our children grow up and have opportunities within our community to pursue education, employment, recreation, the arts. So we, we, we look at those. And for trends, we also look at household income, those indicators. Mm-hmm. And we've worked with United Way pretty carefully on this. And we really look to them as an independent third party to hold us accountable and, and test those components as we move through every other year to benchmark.
0: Well, I can say from a Winnipeg regional real estate port point of view, we look forward to working with the city of Winnipeg on helping you with some of those indicators and informing you on how we think you're progressing in that regard.
1: And your membership will, will really be, you know, the, the zero greenhouse gas emissions for climate action, the intensification target of densifying existing neighborhoods and, mm-hmm. and being the opportunities that are there. And also what council raised with the adoption of the documents was increasing green space by a thousand acres. We also have a goal of ending homelessness, but that is an ongoing challenge. That's a societal component that we're looking to address. So policy targets are driven through this for for our daily actions. Speaking about community
0: indicators, and you talked about homelessness, what are your plans around affordable housing and how we can work towards ensuring housing and safe shelter in Winnipeg is attainable for its residents?
1: We recognize that Winnipeg is on a national scale an affordable city to live Mm -hmm. in. But being an affordable city to live in means you have a reasonable wage and an income and a, you're at the median of, uh, for family incomes. So we're looking to support new affordable housing uh, through development of a number of programs right now. And while the municipality doesn't have the responsibility for housing, that's really in Manitoba, provincial responsibility. How do we help? How do we support? How do we facilitate? So we really undertook a comprehensive housing needs assessment in 2020. We designed a a program that we're now beginning to implement, which is called Affordable Housing Now, tax incentives, leverage grants from CMHC under the National Housing Strategy. So Winnipeg was actually used as the model for a memorandum of understanding with CMHC that they were were to use with other municipalities. We've also set up an affordable housing opportunities program in housing improvement zones, the opportunity for non-profit housing providers to purchase surplus city-owned lands at a discount. In five of those uh, Housing Improvement Zones. And that's where I spoke before about, we're not a direct provider as a municipality, mm-hmm. but can we facilitate or enable? And in enabling, we're working with CMHC in the delivery of the Rapid Housing Initiative. Round one is moving towards conclusion. Round two has just started and is in the project selection stage. And that's going to bring an additional $25 million worth of investment to Winnipeg and into into affordable housing. But it's really, this is one, as I say, the city supports and facilitates partnerships with other levels of government who have those mandates and deeper resources are are really what drives it. We try to support, project manage, remove some of those local barriers that your industry can regularly encounter, but as sophisticated users versus one-time users such as a nonprofit, We're looking at a, a number of tools. Thanks, John. I would like
0: you to briefly explain the process now to bring our Winnipeg 2045 to full implementation. I know you touched on it briefly already, but can you cover off as well the creation of an evidence-informed process to develop a strategic priority actions plan to implement this long-term plan?
1: The components of that are really framed in the plan. When we talk about the PEG city indicators, Mm -hmm. when we talk about the measurements, when we talk about we've gone through and listed our priorities from existing infrastructure knowledge and mature neighborhoods what you'll see is we probably have about 50 or 60 priorities we sorted them into high medium low and the ones we would look to knock off are all of our highs in the next basically three years so as we move through it's updating our zoning bylaws it's transportation master plan right. it's bringing all these things that we talk about in policy into alignment it's a parks an open space plan with a recreation mm-hmm. plan that fall under that umbrella. So that, that's how we operationalize policies that are long range. So we have those in place. As I said, the R Winnipeg is the why behind the what. And the what is, why are we doing all of our services? We're meeting community needs. And so that that's really how we should be judged. We talk about it from a planning department perspective. We craft the document, but there's 10 other departments that are involved in this. And so when I talk about the priorities, there're public works as priorities, there're water and waste, there's transit, there's community mm-hmm. services from recreation, there's parks, mm-hmm. there's libraries. So all of those when we talk about complete uh, being a complete community, those are sort of the the threads that that weave together to form a complete community.
0: I'm actually going to get into complete communities right now. And I think you've, again, highlighted some of the understanding of complete communities. But I'll I'll start with just asking uh, how this new updated complete community direction strategy now called Complete Communities 2.0. How do you see this guiding and shaping future land use growth and development of the city over the next 20 years? And just to put some emphasis on it. From our members' perspective, I'd like you to get into the new intensification target of 50-50 for infill versus greenfield development, the greenfield phasing plan, which I know is new in this updated Complete Communities, and of course, the planning and financing of strategic enabling infrastructure in our city to support and provide the necessary land and capacity to grow to 1 million
1: people over the long term. Let me break that down just a bit. So I'll start, I'll start with an easy one, and then I'll warm up to how we grow a city to 1 million people. So the intensification target, the first one you mentioned, is at a minimum, we'd like to see the amount of new development to be constructed per year, be 50% in the built-up areas of our city. And so lots of attention has gone into mature neighborhoods. Those are our traditional grid streets, east, west, north, south. But areas of intensification, as we broaden it, is also, as I mentioned, the Southwood Lands, uh, U of M. It's areas that have not yet been filled in. It could be uh, major redevelopment sites, those kinds of things. So it's a much, it's it's a bigger area than, than just mature. Winnipeg currently for housing starts, it's probably out 45, 55, 45% in areas of intensification or more mature neighborhoods, 55% in Greenfield. And we went through a process of discussion, industry, council, stakeholders, some felt that number was too low in all honesty. We think we can achieve it by removing barriers to some of the mature neighborhoods investments and things like that, some certainty on investments, some certainty on process. But if we were trying to go above that 50-50 split between uh, greenfield and mature neighborhoods or built out areas, we really would have to regulate the ability in, of greenfield development to push people. And we felt we didn't want to get into regulating that growth. We think we can achieve it more organically through processes and policies because we're not there. And we and we think getting a 50-50 split would be a reasonable uh, component. There was talk when the the documents were tabled at Council of moving to 60% or 70%. And we said, not necessarily feasible. We think we can achieve a 50-50 blend. And that's to support intensification on corridors where there's transit, basically your major streets. So if we can intensify development there, if we allow a greater uh, latitude on duplexes or those corner and collector streets where there's a couple of houses come down and a fourplex for places... That's the type of intensification that uh, we would really like to achieve. How do we welcome new residents? We expect 160,000 new residents over the next 20 years. Based on current numbers today, that growth translates into about 38,000 single-family homes, over 8,000 row houses, 44,000 apartment units during that time period. And, and so those are the numbers. And so how yeah. do we how do you accommodate that? Well, speaking about
0: commercial, I really like the report that was you commissioned on it. It helped you formulate Complete Communities 2.0 and that was the one you did specifically on employment and commercial lands in Winnipeg. It was done to help you understand how much land will be required in the next 20 years for industrial and commercial development. Can you comment on its findings and how they have shaped policy in these key sectors of
1: our local economy? I can walk through a few of the findings of the employment commercial lands the city is going to face a shortfall of vacant serviced, and I I use the word serviced, lands to accommodate forecasted growth in the next 20 years. We we talked about Centreport. There's lands, they're designated. You can be zoned appropriately. Mm -hmm. You might not have roads and pipes and sewer and power and all of those kinds of things. So it's really about having those serviced, pad ready for development. Because if you're not ready, nobody's waiting. We never want Winnipeg to be the flyover city when you're looking for a site we want to be the city you land in and there's opportunities to, to be here. City competitiveness has really compromised that serviced industrial lands are sometimes not brought on stream quickly enough. And so when we look at it, we think it's great that the capital region things are thriving, but we also want to make sure we're competitive on industrial land development with our surrounding municipalities. In essence, but for Winnipeg, Um, they don't have their industrial Mm -hmm. lands. So because there is Winnipeg, and I would use the example of rising tide lifts all boats. Mm -hmm. We want to be competitive as a region. We want to make sure that we're integrated as a region. And so we want to make sure we have the right mix.
0: One final question on complete communities, and I really appreciate you going through in the level of detail you have with me, uh, John. Uh, And this is in regard to when you got to the final stage to approve it, there was an amendment that was made and approved that directs the public service to produce a cost and schedule for a strategic infrastructure plan. Can you explain what this is and how important it will be in enabling you to successfully implement Complete
1: Communities 2.0? And we think it's critical. Pavement follows pipes. Pipes follow pavement. Parks show up. They all kind of go together. And so if we don't know what's required or what's there, nobody can follow. Where you put those things or, or plan for them to be is where development can move forward. We have an opportunity with our Winnipeg and Complete Communities. Next year, there will be a new mayor, new council, That's right. new four year budget. And so that will assist, these tools assist in being able to chart a plan for the four of the next 25 years and being able to move forward so that the political vision, public service implementation, And budget come into alignment anyway thank you okay thanks Uh,
0: again take care okay bye i'd also like to thank our listeners for tuning in today and we look forward to having you back for our next episode